money, deals, tribal knowledge, resources, training, coaching, partnering. We are Texas's largest real estate investor association at texasstarterkit.com. My name is Shanoa Grove. Welcome to the show. All right, guys. So welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to Texas Rias. Uh, we are live and in Dallas, Texas tonight. Excited to be here. We've got a room full of about 150 people here tonight. At some point, we'll scan the room for those of you guys who are online watching with us. Uh, we have folks that are on uh, with GoToWebinar, with Instagram, with Facebook Live. Uh, we're also filming for our YouTube channel. We also have a GoToWebinar tonight as well. But I can tell just looking at all of you guys that you're sick of being at home and you're sick of watching stuff online. So that's why all of you guys came out tonight. Uh, we'll uh, promise we make a commitment to you guys to make every real estate investor meeting we have wonderful and chock full of all of the information that we've learned over about two decades of investing in real estate. So I uh, just want to, again, just say a big welcome to everyone who's here, everyone who's here live with us, as well as those of you guys who are online with us, too. So excited to be here. This is our second live meeting back, and you can tell that folks have been craving for it, and that's why, again, we're almost standing room only right now here live. So for those of you guys who are online with us, you're welcome to uh, come to our next live meeting. So we meet here in Dallas on the second Tuesday of every month, and we meet usually at the... Uh, Marriott um, uh, here in Addison. So excited to be here and share with you all everything that we've learned over almost two decades of investing in real estate. And I think as we get started, we're going to do a little scan of the room. So I think we're going to start with this side. So if you guys will just like wave and smile, act like you're having fun. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, good. Yeah, act, act more, more acting, really feel it, really get, bring the emotion out in it. Yeah, I want you to feel it. I want you to feel it all the way. A little, yes, yes, we're feeling it. Thank you. The motion. Yes, you're out live. We're in person. Yes. Wonderful. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate that. So just want to do a quick scan of the room and uh, as we welcome everyone and uh, just say, hey, it's okay to join us uh, here online. So uh, live and online and excited to be able to share with you all the strategies that we've learned to be able to be what we call unemployable. So for the last uh, almost two decades, we haven't had to work for or take a paycheck from anyone else in that time period. And that has been just an incredible blessing. Oh, do I need to move? I'll just, all right, I'll stand right here. So it's been an incredible blessing not to have to work for anyone else. Is there anyone in this room who would like to, was it, was it Burger King who basically said this week, yeah, we're closed. We all quit and they walk out. How many of you guys are feeling like that right now? How many of you guys are feeling like, man, I'm going to follow the lead of those Burger King people who just said, I'm out of here. So, so I get that. I understand that. And I'll tell you that when you are in real estate investing, that's not a feeling that you get, right? Uh, you wake up pumped every morning. You wake up excited every morning. You wake up full of joy every morning. And it is a very different experience than uh, working for yourself versus working for someone else. And especially when at the time that you're doing that, you're also building income, you're also building wealth, right? And also being able to have a life of joy where you get to go on vacations when you want. You don't have to ask somebody if you can go on vacation or use the bathroom or any of those things, right? Uh, you get to do it at your own uh, leisure. You get to do it at, at your own joy. And, you know, when you are, and I'll tell you, when I was working in corporate America, and, and I'm curious to know if, if this is still a thing, but when I was in corporate America, I had something that I called the Sunday blues. 
Does anybody know what that is? Anybody have that? Where it's like, it's Sunday afternoon, and I'm sad because I know I've got to go back to work on Monday. And it's, and it's ruining my Sunday. It's like, how dare you guys come into my Sunday and mess that up for me? Like, this is the day I should be having off, right? But that anxiety, right, that, that kind of uh, stealing of your joy, you don't have that as a real estate investor. And I have been very blessed along this journey of, uh, gosh, uh, over 18 years of doing this in real estate investing that I get to have my joy back. I get to have my peace of mind back. I'm not anxious. I'm not stressed. I'm excited about getting up every morning. And as we go through the presentation today, we're going to share many of the things that have uh, kept us excited and also been a- allowed us to build wealth and allowed us to build income. So we're going to share uh, that as the part of the basis for this presentation today so you guys can uh, follow along and join us. And I see some of you guys brought, brought notepads. Uh, other, uh, others of you are um, just, just here at one time and you know it forever. Um, if you're at home, take notes. <laughs> but uh, if you can write it on your uh, on your screens, I'd uh, love to be able to share this information with you guys and uh, make sure that you all know that what we're going to share with you is the things that have allowed us to not have to update our resume. So for me, um, I haven't updated my resume since 2003. At this point, my resume is in some version of DOS uh, that even the techiest of the techie people in this room could not resurrect that thing, nor would I want you to. The 19-year-old that's in the room with us just looked at me and said, What's DOS? <laughs> so you don't want to know, right? And I, and, and, and I don't want any of you guys, after you decide to start investing in real estate, to have to update that resume, to have to go to work for somebody else. Uh, so we're going to share with you the strategies that have allowed us to be financially free, uh, given us the ability to be self-employed, self-sufficient, financially secure. And I will tell you, That if you are here at this workshop with us tonight thinking, all right, I'm going to walk out of here in about two hours. I'm going to know how how to do everything in real estate. Do you think I'm going to disappoint you? I'm going to disappoint you great. I'm going to disappoint you gravely. Okay. I hate to tell you that. Uh, is, is this something that you should just pick up? You should just hear one time. You should, I, I, Hey, I watched it on HGTV. Like I, I, I got this right. Well, the truth is that that's not the truth, right? Just like anything in life, you got to work for it. you got to build education for it. We're going to do the best that we can here, uh, and we do that every single time that we get together because we run this Real Estate Investor Association with a lot of uh, love, uh, pride, passion, joy. Uh, we have been so very blessed with this gift of knowledge when it comes to real estate and when it comes to real estate investing that we feel it's incumbent upon us to share that knowledge. Uh, Muhammad Ali said service um, is basically your payment for this, your, your space here on this earth. And we're allowed to be able to give it back through this real estate investor association. And I'll tell you, that was not what um, where my heart was when I first started investing. Uh, but that's where the hearts were of the folks that I joined as part of the real estate investor association that I joined when I first started investing. It was there that I got the contacts, the contracts and the contractors that I needed to be able to get started in my business. It was there that I got that leg up in my business. And that's one of the things that we still do today. Uh, So that first real estate investor association that I walked into, I ended up buying that association and turning it into and growing it into this, what it is here today, which you guys are all part of right now, which is Texas RIA's. And if it were not for that association that opened up their hearts, their minds, their contacts, their contracts, and their contractors, 
uh, I would not be where I am today as a real estate investor. So this association and continuing to do it after uh, almost two decades is something that has I've been feel like I've been called in service to do in order to pay back um, and um, to be able to maybe pay it forward. I don't know however you want to look at it. Uh, but I'm going to share all of these uh, uh, techniques with you, all of these different strategies with you. But <clears throat> I will say that that are you going to get there if you just if just just hearing it? Are you going to build muscles if you just go to the gym one time? The answer is no. It takes time. It takes rep repetition. Uh, one of my favorite sayings is uh, information is not the problem. There's enough information out there for all of us to be billionaires with six pack abs. Yes, yes. What's the difference? The difference is the consistent application of that knowledge and the continued growth of that knowledge to make sure that you ultimately get to where you want to go. So we're going to share a lot of that with you guys tonight, a lot of what we call tribal knowledge. And this Real Estate Investor Association is, is part of our tribe and what we believe is sharing information, what we believe is in growing together and going together so that we can go far together. And uh, these, uh, this, that, that mindset, that belief is what has allowed this association to go and grow for as long as it had, uh, for as long as it has. And it's also allowed us to become multimillionaires as a result of our real estate investing. Multimillionaires as a result of our real estate investing, right? By buying, by fixing, by flipping, by holding, by assigning, by buying subject to, by buying short sales, by working with people with loan modifications, by doing life estates, by doing all of these fun things that you can do as a real estate investor. For us, we invest in both <clears throat> uh, commercial properties as well as single family residentials. We got our start, we cut our teeth in single family residential investments. And we've also grown it into multifamily investments. So we've taken what we've learned, we've taken the money that we've made in single family, we've invested into multifamily. But right now, do you think we do one or the other? Do you think we all, what do you guys think? One or the other? Man, we do both. So we like to think of ourselves as asset class agnostic, right? If it makes money, then I want to go and do it, right? So, and if I'm able to help people along the way, right? Help a seller that maybe doesn't, uh, isn't in the right place anymore. I'd love to be able to do that. So we're going to share with you guys what this network has done for us. We're going to open up our network to you guys so that you can have those exact same results. You can live in the house of your dreams so that you can have millions in your bank account so that you can be stress-free, financially abundant, and maybe give back to the others that have helped you get to exactly where you are today. <clears throat> but uh, you've got to take dramatic action, right? It can't be inconsistent about that. It is about growing. It is about getting better every single day and following that process. It won't happen overnight, uh, but if there was ever a time to get started and if there were ever a funner market to get started in, it's definitely right here and right now. So I just want to welcome you guys all to our tribe, welcome you guys all to our group. And um, again, just uh, let you know, we are excited to, to be here with you all and welcome you guys all. So as part of our presentation, uh, our focus tonight is going to be the market update. So I was very excited as we were uh, pulling in and was finishing my presentation today that all of the Dallas and Fort Worth numbers came in. So you guys are going to see the latest and greatest So of the four major markets that I report on that I invest in as well. <clears throat> you need it. You need me. Okay. Nancy says, you guys can't hear me in the back. So I'm going to, I'm going to put this, is this good? <laughs> so, uh, just want to make sure you guys can hear. Can, is this better? Nancy, can you hear me better? 
<clears throat> if you can't hear me, wave. She's trying to prove a point. Nancy, if you can't hear me, you wave. <laughs> All right, good. So uh, I'm excited to be able to share with you the numbers tonight uh, from Dallas and Fort Worth. We'll also show you the other markets. How many of you guys are looking to invest not just here in Dallas and Fort Worth, but in some other markets throughout Texas? All right, wonderful. So we'll show you how those markets look as well, uh, because I study and follow all of those markets because I uh, invest in all of those markets as well. And in addition to that, I'm going to do a training presentation, and Phil's going to do some training with us tonight as well to be able to, again, share with you a, a little bit about what we've learned over almost two decades of investing in real estate and growing our income and growing our wealth. So I will tell you all that this is the best market by far that I have ever seen as a real estate investor, and I've invested in multiple markets, and I will tell you that this market, the results are 100% because of the disruption that we're experiencing <clears throat> in this real estate market. But I will say we were also in a very fluid and dynamic situation, so get used to it. What we're seeing today is going to be changing again over the next several months as we see eviction moratoriums come off, as we see foreclosure moratoriums come off, and as we see us getting what to kind of what we call a new normal, right? Uh, but opportunities arise from disruptions. Never let a good dis uh, crisis get a waste. And uh, excited to show you how we have pivoted our business to make sure that we not just survive this last market cycle, but to make sure that we actually thrive as a part of this uh, marketing cycle. Every week, we give you guys a new tip of the week to make sure you're more powerful in your business when it comes to investing and share with you some of that tribal knowledge that we've learned over the years. So if you guys are with us on Facebook Live, on GoToWebinar, uh, we also have some of our uh, friends uh, on there as well. So if you guys have some questions on there, you're welcome to go ahead and ask those questions. We'll try and get those taken care of. It won't be me answering them, but I've got some uh, colleagues on there that are also part of the Investor Association that will help. So... Again, one of the things that we like to do as part of the Investor Association is give a tip of the week every single week. I'll show you guys some of the prior tips that we've had, and you guys will uh, kind of get to an idea of some of the different tips that we talk about when it comes to wholesaling, when it comes to quick claim deeds, ways to stop foreclosure, uh, memorandum of contracts, double closes, blind closes, driving for dollars, all of those different types of things. But today I want to just kind of counsel you all and share with you all some tribal knowledge and what I call think like a bank. When you hear that phrase, what does that make you think? When you hear that phrase, what does that make you think? Money? What else? How can I turn the money? How many of you guys are looking at lending as part of your strategy as a real estate investor? How many of you guys want to lend to other investors? Okay, yeah, good. So what does that mean, think like a bank? How do you have to think? What's different about being a lender versus being, a, being an investor? Interest rates? What else? Underwriting? People say stuff. Give me enough time to take a drink here. <clears throat> Help me out here. What do I mean by think like a bank? Okay, cost-benefit cost analysis. How many of you guys have been looking at comps or looking at properties? Yeah. How many of you guys, leave your hand up, leave your hand up. I've been looking at properties. I've been doing my work. I'm trying to find a house. Keep your hand up if you have said to yourself, this property is really hard to find comps for. Keep your hand up if you've said, this, I'm looking at a property, it is really hard to find comps for that property. 
Okay, I see maybe like 20% of you guys have said, I found some properties where it's really hard to, to be able to find comps for. What, what am I gonna tell you? What, what is a bank gonna tell you? Can you imagine if you just like roll into like Wells Fargo, Bank of America, and you're like, hey guys, I just found this great house. Okay, well, wonderful. Well, well what's it worth? Well, you see, that's the problem. I can't, I can't figure that out. Is the bank going to say, that sounds exciting. I want to go to Vegas with you. Did you bring any dice in? Like, let's do this. Let's have some fun gambling together. Is, is that what they say? No, what do they say instead? <laughs> We're sorry. <laughs> We're closed, right? We all quit. <laughs> what, is, what do they say? I'll tell you guys, uh, probably one of the probably one of the funnest things, funniest things I experienced as a real estate investor, and I and I won't forget this. Um, this was probably about three years into my investing, and I had someone at the Real Estate Investor Association um, come up to me after a presentation, and they said to me this, and I quote, "Shanoa, have I got a deal for you? I'm 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 just looking for about two hundred thousand dollars on this deal. It is a great deal. <clears throat> what what do they have?" What do they have? Oh, they have my full attention. Yes, yes, right? I'm listening. They start to describe the property. And sometimes like, and I say this in my head, I try not to say this out loud, at least directly to an individual. I'm going to say it. I'm going to just kind of put this blessing over this room. Sometimes in my head, and my left brainers are going to understand this, I say in my head to myself, and I'm going to say it to you guys, that way you'll know later if you bring me something that I'm saying it in my head, even though I'm not going to say it directly to you because that would be rude. Okay, that would be rude. Sometimes I want to just say, talk to me like I'm a calculator. Go. Do my left brainers, who are my left brainers in this room? Do you guys feel like that? Like I don't want the fluffy stuff. Talk to me like I'm a calculator because I I just want to know what the numbers are. And I can say that to another investor. Can you say that to a homeowner? You're going to mess up really big time if you say that to a homeowner. But you can say that. That's, that's fair play within the investor field. So, so this woman's telling me all this great stuff about this property. And I'm like, okay, well, get, get to the good part. And then she tells me, and this is the part that I'm going to quote. She's like, Shanoa, listen, I've talked to five, five hard money lenders. And every single one of these hard money lenders said what? No. But you, Shanoa, and I'm thinking that she didn't finish the rest of the sentence, which was, well, you look dumb enough to do it. But maybe she didn't finish the rest of that sentence because she was dumb enough to not get the info, right, from the person that she's trying to sell this deal to. That what? That it's not a... A deal, right? And people throw around that term deal very loosely, especially new people. How many of you guys have, how many of you guys are experienced in here? How many of you guys feel like you're experienced in here? And you've talked to a new person and they've used the word deal and you're like, that's, that's not a deal. Like you need to, how do you, how do you calculate a deal? What's a deal to you? It better be off market. It better be at a discount. In fact, it better be at a significant discount, Right. I mean, literally, I have people try to sell me quote-unquote deals where I'm paying above retail. Do, 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 I, so I have a 12-year-old, and sometimes he likes to pay little tricks on me, and sometimes he likes to, like, you know, write things on my forehead and marker while I'm sleeping, like, 
I'm thinking, did I mean, did did he write idiot across my forehead today? And I just I just walked out of the house and I didn't know this, right? So when she said this to me, what did I think? I thought you're not listening because do, do you guys want some some free coaching? You guys want some really good free coaching? Okay, when a hard money lender tells you no, that's like E.F. Hutton. You listen because what are they telling you? Hard money lenders, do you think they've looked at like one or two deals and have no experience? No, they look at hundreds of deals and they have a lot of experience. So when they tell you no, what are they telling you? You don't have a good deal. Take it back to the drawing board. So when I say think like a bank, I want to make sure you guys, when you're looking at a deal, think like a bank. So if you find yourself in a position where you're saying there aren't any comps for this, well, why aren't there comps for this? Is it double the size of the other properties that are in the neighborhood? Is it a, and, and some, of my, some of my experienced investors have been through this house, a Franken house. Do you know what that house is? Well, we did this edition back in 1980. I did it myself, right? And then we did this edition, and no, I didn't get any permits. And, but why is, it, why is the toilet raised like you know 18 inches off the ground? Well, we did that edition at and, and, uh, uh, these Franken houses, right? Now, is a bank going to be able to come up with a value, good value for that, easily come up with a value for that? And the answer is probably not, right? So think like a bank, because when you go to resell that property, what is your end buy, what kind of financing is your end buyer typically going to bring? That would be bank financing. That's why you have to think like a bank early on in the process. So if you have a property that's hard to comp, is your underwriter, is your appraiser going to say, oh yeah, go ahead and make the loan on this one. This one's an easy one to do. Or are they going to say, oh, this one's kind of a Franken house and it's not going to work. It doesn't fit your criteria. So know that coming in. So know that when you're buying it, because a real estate investor, we make our money on the, on the buy. We make our money on the buy. If we do everything right, we get all of our money back, plus we make a little bit of money, right? But if we don't buy it right, we are trying to dig out of a hole before we even get started. So think like a bank when you're buying. Think like a bank when you're lending. Okay, just because you have money, just because you were great in your career, just because you saved up money does not make you an expert real estate investor and does not maybe necessarily give you the skills to be able to evaluate someone's property. When you are lending to someone else, what are you going to do? Monica, I know you're in here. What, what, what kind of research are you going to do when you're lending someone else money on their property? A lot. Are you going to look at all the comps? Yes. You're going to look at, you're going to go in and, and pick out the, pick through all of the comps, right? So, and, and when you're looking at that, are you going to say, hmm, if something goes wrong on this one, would I be willing to do what? Foreclose and take it back. Would I be willing to own this property myself? Is this a property that I want in my portfolio? Is this a property that when this person is done, that they are going to be able to easily sell to a buyer with a lender who's going to have to do an appraisal and come up with a value for this, right? Is this person that I'm lending to, are they capable of doing the renovation, right? Right. Do they have the rest of the funds to be able to do the renovation, 
right? You're going to be like a private lending CIA agent when you get in there, right? Exactly. So think like a bank when you're buying, think like a bank when you're lending and think like a bank when you're reselling. What does that mean? Think like a bank when you're reselling. Do you want to make it easy for that appraiser to come up with the comps? Yes. Now, as a real estate agent, are you supposed to be influencing the appraiser? No. Could you get a little bit of trouble for that? A little bit. But as an owner, can you do whatever the hell it is that you want? That's a that's technical term. Sorry about that. Can you do whatever it is you want? Can you can you leave out some comps for that person? Yes, absolutely. Can you say, oops, I didn't know that? Yes, you can. You're just a dumb property owner. Yeah, Monica. You'll list all of the improvements that you'll make. Absolutely. Can you can you influence that appraiser? The answer is 100% absolutely yes. Now, as a realtor, be careful with that. But as a buyer, I'm sorry, as an owner, right, who's trying to make sure that your end buyer, why do you want to make sure your end buyer gets the loan? Because you don't want to have to put that property back on the market and remarket it and explain to another end buyer why that property didn't close, right? So get that advance. Think like a bank throughout your entire lending process. Think like a bank uh, anytime that you're looking at a deal. So I want to make sure you guys are aware of that. And we are about to start the uh, part of the presentation where we go into the market update. Gosh, this is so exciting. I have, I have never in my history of two decades of investing in real estate had a year where I have said the values and the sales are going up at this rate. Never have I ever, never have I ever seen these property values go up. Never have I ever seen these, this sales like what we're seeing right now. So the 2021 full year forecast for number of sales will probably be up in the 20 to 25% range, probably be up in the 20 to 25% range versus what, what, what it was in 2020. And the sales price will probably be up in the 25 to 30% range. This is for all of Texas, okay? And I'll show you guys the uh, full year results since we're here in Dallas tonight. Uh, the full year results for Dallas and Fort Worth so far, the year, all the year-to-date numbers. But why are we expecting those sales prices to go up so much? Why are we expecting that? Demand? Okay. Jobs? Inflation? Monica? <clears throat> Some people are, there's, there's a lot of movement, okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, what are the, what's the basic laws of economics? Basic laws of supply and demand. Do we have a supply problem? We have a huge supply problem. Do we have a demand, I'll call it, opportunity? We have a supply opportunity, we have a demand opportunity, right? What's the demand opportunity? What's causing the demand opportunity? What's causing this mismatch? Can I give you like 13 different things that I think is causing the mismatch right now? Yes, is that okay? I've done, I've done a little work on this before. The font gets really small here. Uncertainty. So Monica, you said you think people are downsizing. I think people are, are, you know, you know, you know, when you see like a raccoon 
and the raccoon sees you, what does a raccoon do? What do they do? They play dead. They don't move. They don't do anything. Why is that? Because they're afraid. Well, if I sell this house, where am I going to move? Well, if I sell this house, what if I lose my job? Right? All of these scenarios are going through their head, which typically when there is uncertainty, do people say, hey, let's go out and spend a lot of money today. When there's uncertainty, people say, hey, let's, let's kind of chill out where we are right now and just kind of play it safe for a little while. Are the potential, uh, and the other thing that's maybe keeping our inventory so low, people are worried like, well, who's coming into our house and are they in good health? And do I have to hand sanitize the entire house after they go and leave, right? And I can't go to the Starbucks anymore because the Starbucks took out all of their chairs. We moved them all into this room, <laughs> but uh, the Starbucks took out all their chairs, right? So we don't even have a place to go and sit down. And, and when people are coming in and out all day, well, the stream of buyers interrupt my day, my child's day, my meetings. How many of you guys are on Zoom meetings all day long, right? I can't get out of, I can't, I can't leave. I'm sitting here. I can't go. I can't even leave my house to even show my house. Low interest rates, it's not just causing the uh, buyers to get out there and buy properties. It's also causing sellers to refinance those properties, right? And the last market cycle, cycle changed how builders develop forever. So builders used to develop speculatively. They used to build, they used to say, hey, we'll build it. They will come. Are they building speculatively like they used to? And the answer is no. They're building on contract, right? Uh, so they're keeping their inventory low and that's, and, 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 and that's causing again, both opportunity, uh, for us and a little bit of difficulty for us, labor shortages, immigration policies, border crossing insecurity. Is that stopping some of the would be contractors, some of the would be laborers from entering this market and doing this? And the answer is yes, right? Prices have gone up for labor. Prices have gone up for material. Prices have gone up for land. And a lot of people say, let's go through this slowly. So that's what we're seeing. City permitting and building codes make houses a little bit more expensive. How many of you guys have been red tagged by the city? I was going to say, it can't be just me. <laughs> because they red tag a lot of people if you don't get your permits, right? Uh, so when you add more requirements uh, uh, to be able to get that house passed for inspection, to be able to get that certificate of occupancy, does that cause those prices of houses to go up? The answer is yes. Does that slow down the process of being able to build? The answer is yes. And we need houses built and we need houses built faster. And then, of course, when Elon Musk puts on a cowboy hat and sits next to Greg Abbott and says what? I'm a Texan, right? What happens? The rest of California starts to say, Okay, maybe we should become, ta we've been thinking about moving for a long time because the taxes are so outrageously ridiculous here in California. How many of you guys in here are from California? I know you don't want to answer. Okay. Okay, so, 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 so you'll see my car uh, in the parking lot. It has a little bumper sticker on it. It says, don't California, my Texas. Okay, and we're for serious about that, okay? <laughs> so just want to make sure you guys are aware. Are people coming here like crazy, moving here like crazy because we have jobs, because we have opportunities? The answer is yes. Um, and then we're seeing a lot of homeowners who had uh, their first house and say, well, hey, why don't we just keep it for a 
rental property? Why don't we just keep it as an Airbnb? Why don't we just keep it as an investment? So some of those properties are not uh, finding their place in the market as well. Institutional buyers. I talked to another investor who is helping Iceland, one of the pension fund managers in Iceland, buy properties here in Texas. You didn't know that you were competing with Iceland, but apparently we are. Now we're trying to melt that ice, uh, but we are still competing with them. Many houses are not going to foreclosure because the government has been stalling that for over 15 months now. Now that is about to change uh, very shortly, and we're going to see more houses that are going to be listed for foreclosure, which will probably put more houses on the market, which is why we need every single one. We need an army of investors, and I think we have that army here tonight to be able to help all of those people who are going to need you all desperately. So your job is to find these folks, and your job is to share with them a lot of the tribal knowledge that we're going to be giving you tonight to be able to help them in their lives because they may be at the end of their rope and they're certainly end at the end of the rope that the government has put out there for them in terms of allowing them to stay in their houses. You guys are definitely at the right place at the right time. And while it's, well, it wasn't, it wasn't as hot today as it has been before, but it feels like forever ago that the snowstorm ice storm removed and took off a bunch of properties off of the market as well, right? And that's when we saw another supply chain disruption, which is we ran out of copper. And we also saw another uh, labor chain disruption, which is we ran out of plumbers. And that took properties off as well. So that's what we're facing right now. That's one of the reasons why we are seeing such a big disruption in terms of our supply and such a big disruption in terms of our demand. And that's why it's created so much opportunity in the market, specifically when it comes to what? Finding properties, right? Getting them under contract, and figuring this out as a real estate investor. And what we would like to offer you guys is to join our tribe as part of Texas RIAs. Uh, so every single Tuesday and every single Thursday, we have live and online meetings. Uh, so uh, the second Tuesday of the month, we meet here in Dallas uh, for our live meetings. And then we have meetings online as well. And we're broadcasting to everyone online. So big hello to you guys here watching too. Uh, but in addition to the two to three hours that we spend with you on Tuesday and Thursday nights, we also do a three-day real estate training workshop because we recognize that you're not going to get all that you need just by listening to a presentation for just a few hours. So we're going to fill a weekend for you guys coming up with uh, the 273 different things that we've learned since we've started investing in real estate. And so when I say 273 different things, why am I getting that specific? This is something that we call the blueprint. So um, I think, I can't remember, 272, 272 different things that we've learned about investing since we started back in 2003. And uh, that's one of the gifts that we give to get to give to the members of our tribe as part of Texas RIAs. And we're going to uh, share with you guys how you can do that as well. So we share with you what we did in terms of building our business. We also share with you all of the pivots that we made as the market changed over all of the years that we've been investing in uh, business. So we teach how to find deals, how to negotiate what we call the exactly what to say for the real estate investor, uh, and also introduce you to other longstanding successful members of the Real Estate Investor Association who have partnered with us and doing, are doing business with us and are willing to partner with the other members of the association. 
And then we'll give you a copy of our business plan in addition to our blueprint that has made us millions of dollars in terms of real estate and real estate investing from both our buy and hold investments as well as our short-term fix and flips. You guys will get invited to our Real Estate Investor Facebook Marketplace. This is where all of our real estate investors get to trade deals online. And it's something that we moderate to make sure it's completely focused on real estate and real estate investing. And I'll invite you guys to sign up at TexasStarterKit.com. So we've got one coming up for you guys shortly. And because we live and work here, uh, we invest all over Texas in all the major markets. We've got three workshops coming up. So the first one... So I'll tell you that as part of the Real Estate Investor Association, uh, we have always charged a membership fee um, because we have to pay for this hotel, right? Um, And when we host these events, we have to pay for the hotels to host these events at. Uh, But over the last 15 months, we have completely gotten rid of that to be more open, to be more sharing, to give more opportunities to the members of the association. This association has paid us back um, more than I could ever express uh, in words. I can't express that number in dollar bills. Uh, but uh, every time I do a presentation, someone brings us a deal. Someone brings us money to do a deal. Someone brings us tribal knowledge so that we can do a deal better. And over the last 15 months, it's, it's been such a wild ride uh, uh, just in this, in this world that we live in. Uh, we're doing it right now for free. Now, uh, we are meeting live now, so... I don't know how much longer we're going to be doing it for free. So if there were ever an opportunity for you guys to take advantage and learn from people who have been doing this for almost two decades, now would be that time. Uh, we have a workshop planned. Uh, we have a workshop planned for um, Dallas, uh, July 23rd, 24th, and 25th. Uh, so coming up just in a few weeks. If you guys are in uh, the Houston area, we have one coming up August 6th, 7th, and 8th. And then we also have one coming up in Austin, August 27th, 28th, and 29th. So you guys can get signed up at TexasStarterKit.com. And Phil's going to share with you a little bit more about what we're going to teach during that class as well. Now, some of you guys are uh, probably excited to do and meet uh, in person and on, uh, in person as opposed to online. But uh, my husband, Phil, has created this really cool little thing right here. Do you guys see this? This is really what happens when an engineer becomes a real estate investor but still has a love for engineering. Uh, he's created this thing. It's, we call it, we lovingly refer to it as MacGyver, okay? Uh, this is what something that has allowed us to be able to be here with you guys in person as well as to be with all the members that are still at home and uh, want to stay at home. So we're doing this workshop both live as well as online. So love to invite you for that. Uh, you guys can get signed up at TexasStarterKit.com, and Phil's going to talk a little bit more about it as he gets started. Now, as we go through uh, the rest of the presentation, at least my part of the presentation, I want to make sure and share with you what's happening in this amazing market uh, we call Texas. And I'll share with you both the roll-up of all of Texas as well as some of the other major markets around uh, Texas. Then I'll end with all of the data, Dallas data, Dallas and Fort Worth data. And then Phil's going to share with you a lot of the tips, tricks, and tribal knowledge that we've learned over about two decades of investing in real estate. So last month in uh, Texas, the average price was up 31% year over year. And the median price was up uh, 22% year over year. Days on market houses are going under contract within 32 days versus last year, the same time it was 57 days. Closed sales uh, last month were up 39% year over year. Pending sales are only up 2%. Hmm, does that sound strange to you guys? 
We have a little bit of a mismatch of numbers, and when we get to the Dallas data, you're going to see a big mismatch of the numbers. But I'm going to kind of, I'm going to, it's it's going to, it's both exciting and wait. What was that? I don't, I don't quite understand it. So I'm going to make sure you guys understand it before I leave this presentation here tonight. But the year-to-date sales for Texas up 21% versus last year. Year-to-date average price up 31% last year. So again, all of those things that are causing all of the all of the disruptions in our market have been a result, resulting in one of the best years that we've seen in real estate and especially as a real estate investor in terms of watching these values go up. The Houston market also very strong when it comes to those average sales price and median sales price up 30% and 22% respectively. Days on market, 34 days. Closed sales up 48%. Pending sales up 12% year over year. Active listings down 41%. So many fewer listings on the market right now. Year-to-date in Houston, sales up uh, about 30%, average price up about 25% year-over-year. Austin has seen some of the biggest jumps in terms of sales price. Uh, The average sales price was up 46%. That is not a typo. 4.6. We have never seen a number that high. And really, any of these markets is what we've seen over um, um, over this last year. Houses are going under contract in 16 days. Uh, which is, you never see anything like that. Closed sales up 48% year over year, pending sales up 1.6%, active listings down 71%. We have 71% fewer listings on the MLS this time this year than we had this exact same time last year. Year-to-date sales up 20%, average price up 36%. San Antonio market up 23% for the average, up 17% for the median. Uh, Last month, sales up 27%. Pending sales were actually down 6%. Active listings down 53%. Average uh, year-to-date sales for San Antonio were up 18% versus last year. Year-to-date average price up 17% last year. And I'll leave it on this Dallas slide a little bit longer. You guys are welcome to take a picture of it if you'd like. Uh, This comes from my MetroTex and the Texas A&M Real Estate Center, who provides some of the best data and reporting to combine Um, all of the sales data for all of the 54 major counties in the Dallas and Fort Worth area. So this is the roll-up of all of those counties. So last month, the average sales price was up 28%. The median price was up 23%. So the average price in Dallas and Fort Worth, this includes the large counties like uh, Dallas County, Tarrant County, Collin County, and Denton County, as well as many of the smaller counties as well. But that average price was up 434,000. Uh, versus last year. Days on market, uh, 20 days. Now, you'll see the closed sales down 3%. Does that make it, does that give anybody any pause? Think about what was going on last June. Last June is when we all got out of lockdown. Last June was when the pent-up demand started to skyrocket. Last June was the first month after being down in April and being down in May, and we were down significantly last year in April and May but our sales shot up over 30% last June. So we're comparing it to a very high and very pent-up demand number for June versus what we're seeing in kind of our, our, I don't want to call it a normal demand, but the new normal demand for where we are right now. So don't look at that number and say, wait a second, why are we down 3% in closed sales? And she's saying it's the best year ever. It still is the best year ever. We just had a big jump in June and we started to... I don't want to say, well, I'll say level out, if you will, at that high number for the rest of 2020. 
but year to date, those numbers are still stronger than what they were last year. Pending sales are down again because of all of that pent up demand. So don't look at that and have a freak out about whether or not to invest in Dallas right now. So just want to be clear on that. Uh, active listings are down. They're down 50%. And I want you guys to be aware of <clears throat> this very interesting phenomenon that's also maybe pressing some of those closed sales down and pressing some of that pending sales down. What's one of the other numbers that you notice on this slide that might have an effect on our ability to have more closed sales and our ability to have more pending sales? What do you guys see? Active listings. You will never, we have never seen anything like this, except for over about the last two months here in Dallas, where our total number of active listings is less than what we closed in total sales last month and is less than our pending sales number. Do you think that our pending sales would be higher if maybe we had a few houses to, a few more houses to sell? The answer is yes. At some point, is that going to be our limiting factor? Does that mean that the market is down? No, it just means we're out of inventory. And what is that gonna cause that average price house to do? Go up even more, right? So this is a crisis of inventory that we as real estate investors are not gonna allow go to waste. And we've got some pressures that have built up that are about to get unleashed when it comes to those houses that are now gonna be allowed to go into foreclosure that are gonna provide a lot of opportunity to add properties back onto the market. And that's where we come in as real estate investors and we're gonna show you guys the exact skills you need to do to be able to use that. Um, and again, I'll talk a little bit about that workshop. Phil's going to talk about it more, but we're going to talk about the 12 strategies that we've used to not have to go back to work for anyone else. So what we find is a lot of real estate investors come into real estate investing thinking, I've got one strategy. I'm going to wholesale or I'm going to buy, fix and flip, or I'm going to buy and hold. For us, we are uh, not just asset class agnostic. We are strategically agnostic. So for us, we just want to do something very simple, which is we just want to make money every single time the phone rings. So we're going to share with you guys the same strategies that we use in our own business to make sure that we make money when the phone rings and not just trying to fit a round peg into a square hole, which is what you do when you are just looking at one strategy as a real estate investor. And we'll also go over the marketing campaigns to be able to find those off market deals. Because let me tell you guys something, your, your deal is not on the MLS. Right now, houses on the MLS are selling for about 100% of list price. Do you think you're going to find a great deal on the MLS if that's the case? The answer is no. You got to find them off the market, right? So we're going to teach you how to find those off-market uh, properties. We're going to share with you the marketing strategies that we use in our own business. We'll also share with you what we call the exactly what to say for the real estate investor. So we've talked to thousands of sellers over the years. We know what the objections are. We know how to overcome them. We know how to negotiate. We know how to put a property under contract. We know how to keep it under contract and defend it off from other real estate investors who are trying to steal your deal. And we know how to get it to the closing, to, uh, closing line with partnering, with access to funding, et cetera. So uh, I know you guys have been in restaurants lately where you've seen this QR code. Yes. The only difference with our QR code is it comes with knowledge and not margaritas. So, but, 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 if you scan this QR code, it will give you enough knowledge to buy all the margaritas that you would ever want. So what we'll say, guys, is uh, scan that QR code. You'll be able to register uh, online. And again, this is something that we are doing for free. 
Uh, this is only going to be for a limited time where kind of this is the holdover from us just doing our meetings online over the last 15 months. Uh, but as we're starting to do them more and all live and in person, uh, we're going to start charging. So get it while it's hot, get it while it's free and uh, get registered and join us. Now we're going to ask you a couple of questions to get you registered. One of the things that we'll get to do is to work on your bl personalized blueprint for you. Uh, and I, you know, we bought a lot, we brought a lot of blueprints with us today. <clears throat> and this is where I ask you guys not to be patient with us. I don't think we brought as many as people as there are in this room. So uh, we'll give you an opportunity to get this blueprint if you would like it, as well as get registered for this uh, presentation that we've got coming up in uh, July in the next couple of weeks. So you can just follow that link there and get registered. And then for those of you guys who do get registered live during the meeting, and uh, there's a couple steps to getting there, I will make sure and get you a blueprint. If we run out of blueprints, which we will tonight, um, and I'm not trying to say that from a scarce, just, we didn't, as you can tell by the setting of this room, we didn't expect all of you guys. <clears throat> we'll figure out how to get you one when we do our three day training. So love to be able to have you guys join us. And as we get started guys with the next presentation, uh, want to make sure you guys are aware of, uh, some of the cool tips, tricks, and strategies that we've learned over all of these years of investing and uh, who better to teach you guys that than my husband. So he's going to join. He's going to take over now. And what you guys will love about learning from him is his background. So he was a double uh, major, electrical engineering and computer science, which has nothing to do with real estate investing at all. But the way his mind thinks will help you in so many ways is he's going to break down our processes that we've used in our business all of these years to be successful, to not have to update our resume and to continue to be part of this community. So I will ask, uh, will you guys give him a crazy, wild, warm round of applause right now? Thank you. Hey. Well, thank you, everybody. Texas's largest real estate investor association at TexasStarterKit.com. If you like today's episode, please subscribe, comment, share with other investors, or join us directly at TexasStarterKit.com.